Hi everyone, so the next two episodes or uploads on this channel will be a little different. They will both be covering topics of sexual violence and pedophilia and all the money raised from the streaming of these two episodes will be going to the Tokmo initiative to send Tibetan girls to school which helps these girls pay for um, their tuition fees as well as help alleviate some of their living expenses. When news first broke out about what had happened in Minnesota, I was extremely heartbroken and frustrated and angry and it brought up a lot of old wounds. It did that for a lot of us in the community and a few of you have been gracious enough to allow me to share your story with others. And so just to respect everybody's comfort levels, these stories will be told anonymously, so I'll be reading all of them. And to just further protect people's animosity, I will you know, try to omit locations, names, dates. I'm very hopeful that in sharing these stories, it'll help some people realize just how prevalent this issue is and that it's never too young to be having these conversations with our children. And also the hope is that you know everyone realizes monsters don't just lurk in the shadows more often than not they are our neighbors they are our friends they live among us and for the sake of the fact that this recording is also meant to serve as a fundraising effort i really hope that you will consider sharing this with your friends and listening to this on loop because the more views this gets, the more money it'll be able to raise. So, um, thank you. Alright, so let me just begin. When I moved to America, my parents were both very busy, so they left me in the care of the aunties sometimes. One of the families they would leave me with didn't have any young kids when I was eight. So he used to babysit me. Over time, he also got inappropriate and began touching me in weird spots. And the worst part is... I remember saying no. I remember saying I didn't want to, but he went ahead and touched my chest and genital area. I was shamed into silence because he said my mom would kill me for letting a boy do that. I was eight goddamn years old. I should have spoken up, but I couldn't then, and I can barely say anything now. To this day, I think you're the only person I've told this to. I still have to see that bastard and try not to run him over at school and various functions and parties it fills me with rage now not shame but still i have a hard time getting words out it disgusts me that these people can look at children and have, and have thoughts about them sexually i'm saddened about what happened to me but i'm also proud of myself for getting past it that's all and that was the end of that story when I was in Nepal, a youngster of only five years old, we had a gardener. And I think he was about 15 at the time. Either way, much older than me. I had no reason to not trust him. He'd always been so nice to me. He brought me up to the roof one day to show me something and ended up exposing himself. Then he asked me to lie down and take my pants off. Obviously... Alarm bells went off, and I ran away. But he made me promise not to tell anyone, and he cried 
saying my dad would punish him. Later, my dad got a call from the neighbor's daughter, who said that the gardener had basically raped her, and that her father didn't know what to do, so he'd wanted to consult my dad. Unfortunately, the gardener was never fired. They kept him around. And I didn't understand what had happened to me or what had happened to her until much later. And then this is the third story. When I was 10 years old, I went to Tibet. I didn't know Tibetan that well, so there were a lot of words I couldn't communicate. One night, a group of older Tibetan teen boys from the village came and broke into my room, and then they raped me. My cousin was there with me, but I realized that the guy who I thought was raping her was actually her boyfriend when she started laughing and playing around with him. I don't remember much of the rest of the night. I just remember them flashing lights in my face as they laughed at me. To this day, I've never told anyone about the boys in Tibet. I know it's not my fault, but to this day, I still blame myself and feel guilty. Why did I let this happen to me? Did I do something to deserve this? And then that was the end of that one. Stranger danger was always a complicated concept for me. We were never told to look out for the people around us because no one wants to believe that a monk, a family friend, or even a family member would do the unspeakable and steal the innocence of a child. I always confided in strangers as those who were living in my own home hurt me. I was raped and sexually abused by multiple men through the ages of six and 12. They were all close family friends and men who had known me since I was born. The scariest part is I don't think any of them knew the others were also doing it. I think each one of them thought they were acting alone. They were all Tibetan men who worked with my family or were close with my father. My father even let them stay in our home due to their financial situations, not knowing what they were doing to me. When I was 15, I finally broke down and told the teacher about me getting sexually abused when I was a kid, and the police took care of it from there. Senior year of high school, right when finals were starting, we thought I was going to win the case. Everyone did. After coming out of a final, I was told I'd lost the case and he was free. Why? Because the district attorney failed to tell the judge I would be identifying my rapist in court, so the jury thought I was confused about who had raped me. The case against the man who first raped me when I was six never happened, and I never told anyone about the last man who raped me because he threatened my family. There have been other Tibetan men in the community who have also touched me. What makes me feel worse is that my father thinks it's his fault. My father has been nothing but giving and loving, and it breaks my heart whenever I see his face when this topic is brought up. Now I live in constant fear of what men will do to my siblings or even future children. I don't think I'll ever be able to fully trust men again, and it has affected my relationships as well as friendships. I suffer from bad anxiety and depression, but my family and friends have been an amazing support system. I'm so glad to have them. And this will be the last one. Growing up, everyone in my family was constantly working, so I was often left home alone. A Tibetan family moved nearby, and we all quickly became close. When I was eight, the oldest son started coming over a lot, 
He was in high school at the time. He would knock on the door and ask if anyone was home. And when I said no, he would stay and hang out with me. Initially, I was just so excited about the attention and that someone wanted to play with me. But then it began with subtle touching. He would pick me up and then he would, when he would set me down, his hands would linger around my waist, my chest, or my butt. And then one day, we were in my room when he laid me down on my bed and put his body on top of mine. I didn't realize until much later that what he had done was called dry humping. He pushed his body against mine over and over again. After that day, I would start lying. When he came to the door, he would ask, is anyone home? I'd say, yeah, my uncle's sleeping, or something like that. And then he would leave. But sometimes I let him in, and he would hurt me again. To this day, I can't tell you why I didn't tell anyone. I remember staring at the ceiling while he was using my body, almost disassociating my mind from my body. So for a long time, I never processed this as something that had happened to me. Eventually, he started shoving his tongue down my throat, telling me it was practice and that I couldn't tell anyone. Luckily, I moved to a different state before things escalated. I hear he's married now and has kids. But I still can't think about what happened to me without. I still have a hard time processing what happened to me. So those are all the submissions that I'll be reading for today. And I just wanted to acknowledge that this is some pretty heavy stuff and that there really isn't much that I could say to encompass the way that this situation and just the way that um, these things are treated in society make me feel. I just wanted to reiterate that it's not what you wear, it's not what you say, it's not how you act. The blame is always and will always and should always be placed squarely on the predator. And that I hope so deeply for my future loved ones and just for the future of our community and for the future of humanity that we change the culture around these conversations and that we find better ways to confront these issues and that these topics aren't so majorly taboo that even now as I'm speaking I'm terrified um yeah and I just also wanted to just add real quick that I really don't want us to be romanticizing these stories and what I mean by that is that the resilience that these women have shown through the things that happened to them when they were young is remarkable but the fact of the matter is they should never have had to go through that in the first place this isn't this I understand that in speaking about their resilience, we're trying to kind of um, find a silver lining in what was probably one of the worst moments of their lives. But 
We need to sit in that uncomfort and we need to sit in that acknowledgement that we as a society let these girls down. Yeah. So that is all for today's podcast. I tried to keep it relatively short since one of the main goals is to try to raise some funds to send girls to school. And so if you have some extra time, you could have this on loop, put it in mute, put put it on in the background for a little bit. And just by doing that, you'll be generating some income for the scholarship. Next Sunday, I will actually be talking to someone who had been brave enough to share their story publicly and asking them where they're at now and how that process was and why this is an important conversation to continue having. Okay, thank you. I hope that the rest of your day is sunshine.